0: Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank that brings you market views and insights on the go.
1: Hi everyone, my name is Hannah and welcome to our weekly podcast, Through the Noise. We have a few interesting topics lined up for today and joining me on today's podcast, I'm glad to have with me Audrey Go, who regular listeners would know as the Head of Asset Allocation and thematic strategy with Standard Chartered's Chief Investment Office. So, very big welcome, Audrey, to the podcast. There are quite a few things for us to cover given a series of events that are scheduled to take place this week. So, for one, we all know that all eyes are going to be on the Jackson Hole meeting that started yesterday, particularly on the speech that you know Fed Chair Powell will be presenting. So, what we've seen so far is that um, the equity bear market rally from the June slows has actually stalled uh, and we see bond yields and the dollar rising on expectations of a hawkish Fed commentary. So what then do you really think um, should investors be looking out for during the conference?
0: Thanks Hannah. There are three potential insights I will look out for. Um, The first is, is there any indications in terms of what policymakers expect in the coming FOMC meeting in September? Market expectations are roughly split between a 50 and 75 basis point rate hike the following month following a mixed set of economic data. We saw a pretty strong set of US jobs numbers and durable goods orders, which suggest business spending to be quite resilient. However, policymakers will have to weigh that against a slump in PMI, business confidence and the weakening housing markets with the July's US home prices suffering their biggest month on month decline since 2011. Now, markets are not expecting the Fed to waver in face of weaker PMI or housing market, given the type the job market is still quite strong. But, any signs of the Fed's considering to soften its stance, for example by slowing down the pace of rate hike for that matter, will likely boost risk assets in the short term. Second, will there be any rethink of the Fed's 2.5% neutral policy rate estimates? After the 225 basis point rate hike since the beginning of this year, the Fed fund rate has now risen to the estimated 2.5% neutral rate, beyond which any further hikes should theoretically start to make financial conditions more restrictive and slow growth more significantly. The Fed currently projects a policy rate of 3.4% by the end of 2022 and 3.8% by end 2023 before reducing it in 2024. However, despite the policy tightening that we've seen so far, the, both the job markets as well as consumers remain very resilient, raising concerns that the neutral rate or the terminal end-of-cycle rate could be higher than what the Fed estimates are. So any hint that Fed policymakers are considering an upward revision to these key rates estimates will likely to significantly shift market expectation. And in that scenario, that could potentially push the US dollar above its 20-year high and for the 10-year U.S. Treasury bond yield to be pushed beyond 3.5% June peak. And in that scenario, uh, that's likely to cause pullback in risk assets. And then finally, you know, the factor that I'll be also checking out for is, will there be any reassessment of the Fed's long-term 2% inflation target? Now, I know that's probably a long shot, uh, but it is possible that the Fed may consider raising its inflation target on the ground that structural inflation has risen after the pandemic. And if that were to be the case, then this is likely to ease uh, investors' concern about an overly aggressive Fed policy in the coming month. And under this scenario, we believe the US dollar could pull back, uh, the Treasury yield curve as well will likely steepen, and certainly we might also see a, a rally in global risk assets.
1: Yeah, thanks, Oji. And I think you've touched on you know, the topic of the dollar, you've presented a couple of pathways for it. Uh, but Uh, What do you think is the more likely scenario? So do you think that the dollar is more likely to break into a new high?
0: So the US dollar or the DXY index has rebounded from key support of around one o five point seven in mid-August after a failed attempt to break lower below this level. Um, We do see technical resistance for the dollar at around one o nine point three. So if we were to get a hawkish message from the Fed at the Jackson Hole This would uh, further reinforce the near-term bullish US dollar trend that we've seen so far and bring one 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 point three into focus. Against that backdrop, uh, euro will then likely weaken in that scenario with key supports at 0.99 and 0.985. But of course, if we don't see a hawkish Fed catalyst, then in this case, the dollar index will then be more likely to fall back within its 105 to 109.3 range uh, for now.
1: And and then how about the US 10-year? You know, this year we've seen it hitting a peak in June of 3.5%. But what do you think, uh, is there a chance that it could retest the 3.5% level again?
0: So in the short term, um, technicals would argue for an extension of the current trend. Hence, I wouldn't be surprised to see a retest of the uh, 325 interim resistance for now. Uh, But whether the yield turns lower from here or breaks higher to uh, retest its June's high at 3.5%, it's likely going to be dependent on a few factors. The first is the Fed's overall tone. An unexpected hawkish tone on either inflation or in the form of an upward revision in the estimated neutral rate at Jackson Hole, for example, could risk uh, pushing the yield above 3.25%. And the second factor I'll be looking at is really on US inflation data. Uh, any potential upside surprise from TCE data due this week or even ISM prices paid, for example, will be a risk to watch. And certainly we do. We also have wage growth, which will be coming through next week, as well as the August CPI release in mid-September that will all potentially uh, risk the US 10-year Treasury bond yield, triggering a retest of the 3.5% yield level. And then lastly, uh, positioning. That's also key. Uh, we have seen reports of rising short positioning in favor of higher yields, and that basically raises uh, the upside bias of more use on the margin.
1: Right. Thanks, Audrey. Um, now, let's just shift over to equities and, you know, looking closer to home. Uh, we've seen a lot of news recently in terms of policy developments in China that are aimed at, you know, boosting the economy. And uh, I, I believe the CIO has a favorable view on Chinese equities. But objectively, what are the possible implications that we could see playing out on Chinese equities.
0: So we have seen Chinese equities uh, recently underperforming global equities given a rather weak Q2 earnings season. About one-eighth of the companies in MSCI China and one-third of the onshore companies in A-Share miss consensus earnings expectation. And let's also not forget, the Chinese real estate sector is also under continued pressure and we are continuing to see liquidity pressures on developers as well. However, overall, the, uh, the, well, the backdrop is quite challenging. Uh, we do see policymakers taking more uh, proactive action to support growth in the economy. For example, the Chinese authorities just unveiled a $1 trillion yuan of economic stimulus to prop up the, the economy. And about $200 billion, uh, will be through special bank loans as well as state-owned guarantees of onshore bond issuers that's are being set, set aside for the property sector. And we also expect further cuts to the loan prime rates as well as more measures to support fundings for developers as well as projects under distress. And then in terms of the internet sector, uh, the this quarter as well, we've also seen them beating expectations in terms of earnings, given very strong discipline uh, cost control as well as measures to improve operation efficiency. Hence, from a near-term perspective, we do believe that there's a room for the internet sector to rebound, especially since regulators in China uh, may now allow US authorities to inspect the audit paperwork of US-listed companies uh, in Hong Kong. So we continue to view the communication service sector, uh, which comprises mostly of China internet uh, consumption firm, as a preferred area within China market.
1: All right, thank you, Audrey. I think there is a lot for us to think about and digest here, but that is all we have for today. So thank you for your time and sharing your thoughts with us. And of course, thank you to our listeners for joining us today. Um, on the Through the Noise podcast. Just as a reminder that if you would like to read more about our market views and strategies, please do take a look at the Standard Chartered Wealth Insights page on LinkedIn. Or if you would like a more detailed access to our publications, please do reach out to your Relationship Manager or Investment Advisor. In the meantime, we'll end the podcast here. Stay safe and we will be back on Monday with our Cut to the Chase podcast.